Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Astu- hey, Ben. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here in, in my wife's shoe collection. I'm trying to find the pointiest shoes in there. And you know what? Nothing is over a couple centimeters. I'm really, I'm saddened. I'm saddened. Well, I'll be a pumped up Reebok. Matt Frederick, you've returned for part two of our story on Krakow, the weird pointy shoes of medieval Europe. Look at that. Yep. I'm here. I'm nope. I'm here. That's it. <laughs> okay. Now, now for uh, everyone who hasn't somehow listened to part one, please do check it out. It's a lot of fun. We skirted with a little bit of danger there at the end, Matt, but we got away clean as we have often in the past, knock on wood. And uh, right now, wanted to check in with you before we move to part two. How are you feeling about the weird history of these weird shoes? Oh, man, I am feeling, you know what? Really optimistic that there's even more ridiculous stuff that we're about to talk about today. <laughs> I've, uh, I've consumed an entire... 48 fluid ounces of Khalifa cold brew, and I am feeling ready to rock. Then, without further ado, uh, thanks to our super producers, Casey Pegram, guest producers, Andrew Howard and Max Williams. Away we go. Part two of weirdly, weirdly pointy shoes. These shoes, these poulains, they're not seen as a fad. They're seen as a symbol, a way of communicating that one is doing well in the world. So it's funny because they may have also been a form of like a predecessor of what's called retail therapy today. 
according to some historians, medieval fashion at the time was largely known for its clean lines and this kind of chaste minimalism. Uh, so maybe, and again, this is speculation, maybe a good explanation for this flamboyance is that the shoes emerged onto the scene very shortly after the Black Death killed like 30, maybe 60% of the yeah. European population. So you've survived. You've made it out. Yeah, now you can wear these things around and be a bit frivolous because life is short. No, but that totally makes sense psychologically why something that's a little perhaps stranger to the everyday person would be just more accepted. And it really makes me think about the fashion trends that are going to be coming out in the next couple of years across the I world know. right now. Right. I hope masks stay around. Masks are awesome. I think they will. I was actually perusing LED types of masks, and I was even looking at gauntlets. There are mm -hmm. some incredible Etsy cyberpunk gauntlets that you can just buy. And, and you know, you could, it's everyday use stuff. I always think, oh, maybe that's a Dragon Con thing, but Dragon Con's not going to be a thing anymore, or Comic Con or any of these things. They just don't exist anymore. But I can wear a gauntlet at home. Yeah, bro. You got to be the Dragon Con you wish to see in the world. <laughs> that's Gandhi. Or it was a guy dressed as Gandhi at Dragon Con who told me that. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. I think I met him too. I think we did. He's a friend of the show. So we know that there is a, a, a cultural context from which this popularity may have arisen, but it kept its controversy as it continued. You know, it's it's something that's often, it's considered like the um, first, the domain of the elite, but then the church begins to attack it. Remember we said they called them devil's fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, they said that these pointy shoes, the poulain, was encouraging what they called, um, they meant a different thing by this, but what they called sodomy. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. The big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. 
sodomy was at the time just a catch-all term for any kind of sex or sexual act considered non-standard. So basically, if you're not married, right, and having sexual relationships for the sole purpose of procreation. In a very specific and orthodox way. In a very (laughs) specific way, then you're breaking the rules and anything else is deviant and an aberration. And so members of the public started to associate extravagant fashions in general and pointy shoes in particular with alternative or deviant sexuality. Just picture a religious authority saying, and they're, they're, also, they're also wearing long, luxurious locks like those of women. Their shirts are too tight. They're <laughs> overtight. Tunics are unseemly. It's the end of days. So we talked about how the Black Death rolled through, killed lots and lots of people, and it was said by clergy that this is that one of the reasons that the Black Death came through and all of these people were being punished was because of the sexual deviancies, right? Mm-hmm. And these Poulains were a symbol of that. And you can also see why maybe there was a push or an underground push for the Poulains because it was almost this, it was almost symbolic of freedom <laughs> or or um that thing that everybody pushes for throughout history at some point or another in these waves of just trying to show that you don't have to conform. This like minor nonconformity thing, but doing it in small ways, uh, I don't know, very symbolic. Yeah, you're absolutely right because people want to be free to arrive at their own definitions of themselves, which I think is an inherently human and noble thing but then also control over how people are allowed to present themselves is a big deal to authorities throughout history, you know, and everything from haircuts to clothing to food to more. So the church doesn't like this, and they have have these different reasons. So they say, yes, it's indicative of sexual proclivities, which are unseemly and ungodly. But if you think about it, there's a good argument that the poulain could be regarded as phallic. It's a long tippy shoe. And they're mostly worn by well-to-do young men, and then later just young men in general, who reportedly would stand on street corners and like wiggle them at people. And people started to say, well, there started to be this stereotype where folks would say, if somebody wears poulains with bells sewn to the end of them, what they're telling you is that they're available for sexual frolics. Man, I wish that guy that we won't name was here because I want to ask him whether or not that's where the term bell end came from. I feel like, I feel like that's <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. We'll ask him later. <laughs> we'll ask him after this show. We'll text him. Uh, yes. So like you said, this is something that later historians, especially in the queer community, had looked into, right? At this sort of idea of using fashion as almost another language. Right, mm-hmm. a, a nonverbal language to convey one's positions, intentions, desires, and aims. That's a brilliant thing that continues today in all sorts of parts of the world. But here's the argument, Matt. Here's the argument I thought was kind of the most disingenuous. The church also said that really long poulains were bad because they stopped people from being able to kneel. So then they stopped people from praying and Mm. priests started calling them Satan's claws because of this. 
the reason I think that's silly is it makes the assumption that Poulains are an irremovable shoe. That doesn't happen. The closest thing people have to an irremovable shoe is the foot or the skin of the foot. Yeah. I mean, some of these, some of these boots with like the elaborate stuff you got to do to tighten them and get them on, those are almost, you know, irremovable unless you really want to put some thought and time into it. Yeah, you're right. That's a time commitment, right? But you see what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like they just didn't like stuff that was popular, which is weird because the, you know, and, and I say this with full respect, but if you look at the history of the importance that European religious institutions put on who can or cannot wear certain types of uniform or fashion, Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they are lay or clergy, et cetera, that it tracks to me that they would be very sensitive to changes in fashion because in a way they kind of had this conception that everyone should have a rough uniform. The oh, king yeah. should dress differently from the priest, the pope, or the peasant. Well, yeah. And speaking of the pope, do you remember when Pope Urban, I believe the fifth, was like, guess what? Can't wear these anymore. Too bad. I know you love them. Don't care. Can't. That's it. I'm done. I'm going back inside to put on my Poulains because I'm the Pope. <laughs> Pope, I call them Pope Lanes. This is my thing now. It's my thing now. These are Pope shoes. It's interesting because he did issue that edict and nobody really listened to him. Nope. They were like, you'll take these Poulains from my cold, dead toes. So eventually, as this levitious sexual connotation of the Poulain continues and it becomes more a known and accepted thing, the English crown feels like they have to step in because essentially they were saying is like, you know, the longer the toe on a poulain, the more masculine the man. And uh, people didn't like that. Some people didn't like that. They were like, don't judge me by my foot game. And so... Yeah, well, you know what they say about a guy with a really long poulain. He doesn't have a job. Well, or he's, yeah, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the, the, was it the British crown or the parliament? It was, it was a British authority stepped forward and said, guess what? We are going to ban these now. So the church banned them. And now the secular authority comes through and says, uh, sorry. Yes, they, they banned them. Parliament says wearing these types of shoes is now equivalent to public indecency. Oh. But only if you're not rich. They say no person under the estate of Lord can wear any gown, jacket, or coat that does not cover the genitals and buttocks. What? Also, you can't wear any shoes or boots with pikes, those points longer than two inches, and no tailor can make a short garment or stuffed doublet, and no shoemaker can make, you know, long pointy shoes anymore. It's a law from 1463. They had other stuff to do that day, but they chose (laughs) to do that. Well, I mean, I get it. Like, making crotchless doubloons is like, uh, doubloons? Is that not not the right word? What's the... Doublet, not a doublet. What's the, there's pantaloons. Breeches, pantaloons. Breeches. How about greaves? No, those are for shins. Uh. (laughs) How about tidy ones? Uh, Yeah, but like you were saying. (laughs) Like you were saying, yeah. I get it. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I just can't get over an edict saying no tailor shall make anything. <laughs> what, is, what, was, what was your quote? No that tailor. does not cover the genitals and buttocks? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have. But it's okay if you're the Lord or over. Like the, <sighs> the king can do what he wishes with his Australia, but everybody else has to cover it up. And <laughs> this is the sumptuary law we were talking about earlier. These set out, you know, exactly what you were describing earlier, Matt, a very specific kind of plain length based on one's social class. And it was argued that the, it was okay for barons and knights to have longer points because they were less susceptible to the sinful things that wearing these shoes would tempt you to do. The only other city that took a stand against this was Paris. They banned them in 1368. But it, it came and went. You know, that's how fashion is. It's cyclical. And by 1475, the Poulain had largely vanished. European footwear under King Henry VIII got really into uh, wide box-toed shoes. Yeah, it's a real reaction to the Poulain there. Yeah. And then later, England passed laws restricting the width of the shoes. Of course. <laughs> you can imagine the craziness that could could happen there with, with the width of shoes. Isn't there a thing where people were going around, like, trying to stop people in the streets and say, ho, ho, hold on there, sir. Let me take a gander at thine shoes. The width appear to be too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Me feet are wide, natural like. <laughs> <laughs> we got shovel feet. They're all like, to oh, us. Well, run. we we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> They're all to me. Run. <laughs> this is. This, uh, these are his feet. He's got a very short, like, uh, walking span. It's a very yeah. short, short man with wide feet. So he's kind of like a speed penguin. Just Actually, the, change it. It's a penguin. It's a penguin they didn't know because they haven't seen penguins yet. And he the, speaks <laughs> in a terrible accent. <laughs> oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> uh, I wonder, like, it's so funny to me, the, the concept of modifying shoe fashion to the point where it gets outlawed, but the the utility of the fashion change is so anti-escape like it, it makes it so much more difficult to escape any any situation where an authority is attempting to stop you weird tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yes you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. 
Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. So we hope you enjoyed this story in knowing that there is there is a very long precedent or a very long standing precedent to those folks at the local quick trip, Buford Highway, which all the way also shout out to Buford Highway. It's got like the best food in town. Mm-hmm. It is known if you ever get a chance to travel or check it out. Matt, this became a two-parter along the way because we had, I think we had so much fun exploring. This story, we run into some some pretty heavy social issues that continue to dog humanity in the modern day. So we want to first off, thank you so much for hanging out with these two episodes. And also, thanks, of course, uh, to our, our good pal, Noel Brown, who's on Adventures, but will be returning. Matt, I want to uh, give you the last word before we go to the credits. Oh, the last word? Really? It can be any word you want. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, uh, wait. If it's a curse word, we're going to bleep it though. Oh man. Does it have, but it, is it one word? Can it be a phrase? I don't know the rules. It can be a commencement speech, bro. It's, it's really, yeah, you're the one who did us a favor. So it's all on you. Well, to everyone out there who's just graduated, I just want to say, listen to Camp Hell and Awakey. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> But seriously, congratulations, grads, and uh, and do listen to Camp Hill and Awakey. Hope I hope you do that. No, but hey, I the only thing I think, honestly, we missed out on this episode was being able to consult with our friend, because yeah, oh Jonathan Strickland, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Damn it! Man. It's time. The hell is that? <laughs> it wasn't a bit. It was telling you the <laughs> truth. <laughs> Noel, you look different. Thanks. Uh, no, uh, it's not Noel, it's Matt. <gasps> Matholimuel Throdrick, my old, old nemesis. Well, Matholimuel, you're in for a treat. For welcome to the most cringeworthy segment in all of podcasting. You face the quizster. Jonathan Strickland. Is it okay that I'm excited about this? Now, gentlemen, I have something I have to say first before we get into this. I climbed out of my poutine this morning and into my 17-foot-long poulain, <laughs> downed a can of Satan Claw, donned my lascivious, ungodly tight shirt, placed my propeller beanie upon my pate, <laughs> and I made my way to the Ridiculous History Studios, only to discover they are empty. You shall suffer for this. Uh-oh. Uh, well, such great things to show you. <laughs> hey, Quister, is, how, what is the uh, crotch area of your, of your breeches? What, how are they doing? Oh, my codpiece? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, boy, listening to you just sort of whiff your way through medieval terminology was truly the highlight of my week. Oh. So glad. So glad I came in on this one. I could feel a disturbance in the force when we were when we decided to call beanies dealy bops. I can feel somewhere <laughs> yeah. yep. out there. Uh, so Jonathan Strickland, aka the Quister, longtime listeners know what goes on with our continuing Cold War here on Ridiculous History. But for anyone who might be unfamiliar with this segment, what exactly is about to go down? Well, I am about to present to the two of you three scenarios. Two of them are real. One of them, I made upsies. It is up to the two of you to determine which one is the fake. You have three minutes to do so, and you may ask me questions once I finish all three scenarios, but you have to, um, you have to preface it with a phrase of my choosing. Uh, you will, for reasons that will soon become clear, understand why I've chosen this phrase. The phrase for this one is, Soon may the Wellerman come. <gasps> Mm. Okay. So you have those. That is a, a hint to the nature of the three questions. And of course, um, as always, we will uh, make certain uh, to mark who won and who lost at the end. But um, that is that is the the gist of it. Matholomew Frodrick, are you prepared? I am prepared. Let me just make sure I get this right. Soon may the Wellerman come. Soon may the Wellerman come. Okay. So it's a statement. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's it's uh, to bring us sugar and tea and rum. But you are so slow on the uptake, Frederick. So I really where, am. Where's the Noel person? Are? Where did Noel go? <laughs> where's uh, mm, All right. Well, I, I, we'll make do, I suppose. Here we are. Wow. wow. Scenario number one. Under the intersection of Clay and Sansom Streets in San Francisco is something odd. The intersection is five blocks from the piers at the bay. And yet, under that intersection is the Neantic, a ship from the mid-19th century. It is just one of more than 40 ships buried in San Francisco, but it's the only one that served as the inspiration for the name of the company that made Pokemon Go. Scenario 2. A construction crew in Old Town Alexandria in Virginia found something odd while preparing a construction site. On South Union Street, they found a buried 18th century warship, possibly one used in the American Revolutionary War. The remains were in reasonably good shape, largely, it is believed, because since it was buried, oxygen could not reach it. Scenario 3. In Topeka, Kansas, just south of the Kansas River, you'll find the Topeka Zoo. The zoo was founded in 1933, but underwent an expansion in 1966. During the construction process, crews discovered something truly odd. The remains of an old ship, believed to be a small whaling vessel. There were no local records of such a ship, and archaeologists are puzzled as to how it got there. Begin the time. And the timing begins now. We have three minutes, Matt. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> so, McGruber! Uh, <laughs> God. Um, Clay Streets in San Francisco. Neantic is the name of the ship. Okay. 
This is me thinking out loud. This is me thinking yeah. out loud. There you go. Yeah, we're not asking it. So Ben, uh, if we want to ask a question, we we say that thing and then we ask we ask yes, the quizster. Yes, okay, that's cool. right, Matt. So like so, soon may the Wellerman come. Yes, Mister Bolin. So the third one was Topeka, Kansas. That's they, correct. They've discovered a ship. No one knows how it got there. Mm-hmm. Just south what, of the Kansas River. What was the age of it again? They had not determined it, according to the source I saw. They suspected it was from the 19th century. Okay. So wait. Uh, soon may the Willowman come. Yes, not Noel. So you've got sources for these, and one of them is completely makes upsies. And you've just told us you have a source? Are you allowed to lie even further, Quister? Uh, absolutely. Crap. <laughs> For all you know, I've been lying this whole time. That might, they might be three made-up phrase stories there, and I would really get you. Oh, crud. Uh, in the past, in his defense, the Quister has said he will not split hairs and have... I do not alter tiny details just to make something a lie. So in other words, if the ship's name wasn't Niantic, would that invalidate the first one? Well, I wouldn't go so far as that. So either there is or there is not a ship named Niantic that was buried under San Francisco. Okay. Okay, so we've got... Uh, soon may the Wellerman come. Yes, Mr. Bolin. What was scenario two again? I'm, scenario I, two was that in Old Town Alexandria during the construction process for a hotel at the waterfront, they discovered a, an American Revolutionary Era warship buried underground. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to say, Matt, I'm going to say that I feel like number one is true. I feel like I've heard that story before. Maybe without knowing the Pokemon Go connection, but I feel like I've heard that story before. Here's the deal. I feel like I've heard it too, but that's what's making it so suspect to me because it feels like I've heard it. We have 15 <laughs> seconds. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, do, we okay, have, yeah. do you and I have to uh, be on we the have same to agree. page? Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Uh, what do you think? If we, if we chose two or three, if we just, let's bet on ourselves for one, between two or three, which, which is fake. Oh, man. So Kansas is by the river, he has stated. Uh, Alexandria, Virginia, that's where it's a hotel waterfront. Mm. I would say three. Okay. I'm going to, I got your back, man. Let's lock it in. Three, two, one. Locked. Oh, Matholio Frederickson. I'm so glad you're not one of the regular co-hosts. You got it right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First time, Zs. Listen, listen, you you both owe me, all right? It is hard to walk three miles in a 17-foot-long pair of poulains. All right? Yes, but you I, need people to know your status. I exactly. <laughs> I was going to have them carry me in my sedan chair, as is usually the case. But it turns out that sedan's very heavy. <laughs> it's a it's a Buick, so to be fair. It's Whoa! A little, da, 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 da. Uh, so, Jonathan, mm. uh, thank you for coming on the show. We, I guess we um, we can't break <laughs> we can't break a little bit of kayfabe here, which is. We are all on Zoom mm-hmm. um, because it's still pandemic days. The three of us were lucky enough to see each other uh, for a second in the office. We were working on some secret projects that coincided. But 
I just want to give you a shout out and a thank you for hopping on this Zoom. Maybe a little bit early. We're not going to tell people how long. <laughs> well, he showed up, I think, right at the right time. Just <laughs> yes. to, you and I took a while. Yes. <laughs> technically, technically, I showed up when I was told to show up. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And we were, we were late. So I was reading your facial expressions. And there was stuff like, because we're very responsive with each other. We've known each other for years. And when, <laughs> when we were... <laughs> when we were uh, clearly like, we were like, huh, you know, maybe Jonathan would know this. I, I cannot imagine the amount of like torture that must have been. It required a lot of self-control not to hit the the unmute, which wouldn't have affected the listeners at all, except for the fact that there would have been long, <laughs> silent pauses <laughs> in the middle of your recording. We would have had you ADR all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just maybe come in with a line where you say, you guys need to think about what you did and then keep I mean, the I, silence. I felt like I felt like my introduction was was essentially that where I just <laughs> confronted sure. you with a litany of facts. Uh, I hope I hope you never have to listen to this, Jonathan, because the parts that you missed. Uh, <laughs> look, Ben, I'm yes. not cut out for this. You and Noel are really good at it, Jonathan. Fantastic. I'm really glad that you guys are in, are helming this show. It is tough to know so much about the ridiculousness of history. <laughs> Whoa, you're too kind, Matt, and I hope that you will. Of course, I, I think we all hope that you will return in the future. I uh, do. <laughs> okay. All right. The consensus of the show in official... <laughs> We have a quorum that hopes you will return in the future. Uh, and maybe you and Jonathan will meet once again uh, in the field of Quister battle sooner than you think. Matt, one thing that we, it feels so ridiculous because we hang out all the time. But when, one thing we like to do when we have folks over on the show is to let the audience know anything that you're working on that they should catch up on when they get a chance. I understand we do another show called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Jonathan, you've been on that as well. Actually, we need to have you back on that because we've got some things coming up where we need your expertise as Jonathan Strickland, not as the quister. You know, I make no guarantees which one you get, <laughs> but I'm happy, I'm happy to jump on. We really do. We made a whole episode by ourselves about NFTs, and uh, uh, I, I we, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Matt, wh where can people find find some of your projects? Well, you can find a lot of the shows that I'm officially an EP on right now, but I'm not uh, voicing anything besides stuff they don't want you to know. But I would recommend checking out the second season of Ephemeral, which is a great podcast hosted by Alex Williams, second season of Strange Arrivals, Camp Hell and Awakey, which is a true crime show, Algorithms about to come out. There's so many shows coming out right now in our realm. We just, I'd love for you to listen to any and all of them, but don't neglect this one or stuff they don't want you to know or tech stuff. Or what are, what are your other shows, Jonathan? Jonathan's got like seven shows. I mean, there's Large Nerdron Collider. There's The Restless Ones. I think I voiced something for Strange Arrivals. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like to keep my hand in lots of things. Thank you, Matt. You are too kind. Obviously, uh, I am a huge fan of all the work that we've all been doing since before there was an internet, it feels like. So I think uh, any listeners who enjoy this show, you should definitely explore sort of the deeper catalog because there's a lot of really compelling stuff out there. Some of it is silly, some of it is extremely serious, and some of it seems to 
try and bridge the gap between the two. Mm-hmm. And, and as always, we hope that you enjoy uh, this show. We hope you enjoy the other shows that we have here in our strange panoply of adventures. Uh, stay tuned. As always, there is more to come on the way. Thanks, of course, to Alex Williams, who composed our track. Thanks to our awesome super producers, Casey Pegram, Andrew Howard, and Max Williams, Jonathan, Matt, again, thanks to you guys. Thanks, of course, to Noel as well. And if you have a story about ridiculous fashion that you'd like us to delve into, please let us know. Head on over to our Facebook page, Ridiculous Historians. We can't wait to hear from you. Jonathan, what kind of shoes are you wearing, man? Uh, well, uh, 17 foot long Poulains. I actually told you that you, you don't listen at all, do you? Mr. I'm Bowie? terrible at improv. All right, that's our show. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.